Hello there, friends. Today I'm talking about John chapter 13, verses 1 to 20. There's a lot in this little reading um, that is the only place in the Bible where we have uh, the story of Jesus washing the feet of his disciples. And it's a really beautiful story, and there's tons to learn from it. So uh, we're going to dive in. This is John chapter 13, verses 1 to 20. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Uh, So let's remember, this has been said over and over in John's gospel that uh, we kept hearing Jesus' hour has not yet come, and now we get uh, that his hour has come to depart this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. So this is really important uh, because this is this information is given before it happens in the narrative that John tells. And we'll notice that this is part of this story, but then tomorrow we'll look more closely at um, a little bit more of how that betrayal plays out. And then it comes up again later in the story. So, uh, but it's given here first at the beginning of this story, which is actually just fascinating even to think on the basic level, Jesus is about to wash the feet of his disciples, which is the act of a servant uh, that, and, and Judas, who is going to betray him, also gets his feet washed. He is also included in that act of humble service from Jesus to his disciples He's included in that. He's also included at the table. Um, and uh, so it's it's kind of fascinating that Jesus actually knows who's going to betray him. And yet he's actually there and part of what Jesus is doing. Jesus indiscriminately serves. And um, and that's, uh, that's pretty remarkable. So uh, we're not going to talk, t- maybe we won't talk too much about Judas, I don't think. Uh, here we go. And, uh, and during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. Again, uh, this is the act of a servant. Uh, this is it's happening during supper while they're eating. And normally, what would happen is if people were coming into a meal or into a, a, a the home of somebody, a servant would wash people's feet that were that were dusty from the road, right? And uh, and that was kind of a, a common act of hospitality and service. Jesus does this during supper. But the phrasing that John uses is really, really interesting to me, where he says, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands. So he, all things are given into Jesus' hands. Like he actually um, has all authority, all power. It's been given to him. He knows that he has come from God. So Jesus knows I've come from God. All things have been given into my hands, and he was going to God. 
And what does he do in that moment where his hour has now come? He gets up from the table, and it's told in a very deliberate, almost liturgical way. He gets up from the table, takes off his outer robe, ties a towel around himself, and then he pours water into a basin, and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. So this one who has all power, all authority, who knows he's come from God and knows he is returning to God, his his home, his actual place is next to God the Father in heaven. Like that's, you cannot get more powerful than that. And in that moment, he kneels down on the ground to wipe the feet of those who follow him. He came to Simon Peter, this is verse 6, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, you do not know what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. In other words, right, like, I'm I'm supposed to wash your feet. Like, I, if anybody's going to, like, that's the act of a servant. That's not the act of our Lord, the one with all power and all authority. Jesus, though, answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. And Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. And uh, lots of people make a big deal about this, about Peter kind of rushing. He's always like rushing in or in excess, like he wants to. So, oh, I I, I won't have any part of you unless you wash my feet. Okay, wash more of me, like my hands, my my head, everything. And, uh, but let's not rush too much over Jesus' words where he says, unless I wash you, you have no share with me, which I think is kind of interesting. What does that actually mean for us? Uh, I wonder if it actually is basically saying like, we need to learn to receive. We need to learn to receive from God, receive from Jesus. Like, This is just a grace, an act of service that Jesus does for his disciples. And Peter's saying, no, 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 we like, we should be doing these kinds of things for you. Like we should be, we should be busy. We should be doing, doing things. We should be like, there's a lot of should be's, right? When it comes to our life. And when that gets wrapped up with God, uh, that can actually be problematic where we start to say, well, what should the church be doing? What should I be doing as someone who says I follow Jesus? I should be doing X, Y, and Z. I should be serving in this way. I should be doing more uh, to support other people. I should be, should be, should be. And we can start to feel really bad about how we might not be following through on the should be's <laughs> as much as maybe we think we should be. Um, and so maybe we can take from this. Jesus saying, unless you learn to receive and allow me to serve you, allow me to wash your feet, to do this act of hospitality and welcome, and unless you can learn to allow me to do that, you will not have any part in me. So all of the activities, all the doings, all the things that you think you're supposed to be doing, it's kind of meaningless unless you learn to receive from me. Um, and that's actually really good news for us. It's not that we shouldn't do anything. It's not that there isn't activity. There is. But we need to learn to receive from the one who stooped down to wash his disciples' feet.
So verse 10, Jesus said to him after Simon Peter says, yeah, give my, give everything a wash, like my head and my, my hands and my feet, everything. Jesus said to him, one who has bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. Uh, so he's basically saying, right, like this is just common knowledge or common wisdom. If you've already had a bath, you don't need to wash everything else, like your head and your hands. And um, But you do need to wash your feet because you've been walking around and your feet get dusty um, in the ancient world, right? They're wearing sandals uh, at best, and so their feet would get dirty. Um, so if you've had a bath, you don't need to wash. Um, you're already entirely clean, except for the feet. So that's why we're washing the feet. Uh, and then Jesus says, and you are clean. The you there is plural. You are clean, though not all of you. For he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. So Jesus is then pointing to the reality that, you know, you're not all clean in this room. Um, but most, the majority of you are. And, um, and so he's pointing to the reality of the betrayal that's coming. Verse 12, after he had washed their feet, had put on his robe and returned to the table, he said to them, do you know what I've done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your teacher and Lord, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Uh, Okay, so here we go. Um, We've got Jesus then saying, do you understand what I've done? I'm your Lord and teacher, and I stooped and washed your feet. So this is an example to you. You should also do this. There's a should. There's an ought, right? You ought to wash one another's feet. You should do this. So yes, there are there are shoulds. There are things that we ought to do as a result of having received this blessing from Jesus, like the, having received this grace from him. We ought to also extend that grace to others. And most importantly, as he makes a point of saying, you call me Lord and teacher, and that's right. And this is what, in my way of doing things, this is what a Lord and teacher looks like, someone who stoops down and washes someone's feet. So don't think that you are above someone else. Your whole work is about coming and washing one another's feet, about serving one another. Uh, And then he continues on in verse 16. Very truly, I tell you, servants are not greater than their master nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I am not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen, but it is to fulfill the scripture. The one who ate my bread has lifted his heel against me. I tell you this now before it occurs, so that when it does occur, you may believe that I am he. The he isn't there in Greek. So that you may believe that I am. And so this is all again about the betrayal, right? So servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. Jesus could be talking about his disciples, like you're not greater than me, 
but look, I've washed your feet. Uh, he's also maybe talking about how uh, I'm not greater than the Father, right? Like I've, I'm the messenger that's been sent. Um, you're also not going to be, you're not greater than I am, and I'm going to send you. This is going to be an important theme in the the end of John's Gospel, is that Jesus sends out his disciples. And, uh, and then he says, I'm not speaking of all of you. I know whom I have chosen. So there's, you know, again, there's someone who is going to betray Jesus. It is not going to be somebody who's, who's sent out. And I tell you this now so that when it happens, so when this betrayal happens, you may believe that I am like, I am who I've, who I say I've, I am, but also this great, I am that we've been talking about. And then the very last verse that we're looking at today is uh, verse 20. And Jesus says, Very truly I tell you, whoever receives one whom I send receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. So this is it, right? Jesus is basically saying, I'm like, I've been sent. He's been saying this all along. I've been sent by the Father into the world to save the world. And, and here's a little microcosm of what that looks like. It does not look like authoritarian lordship. It looks like, um, service. It looks like love. It looks like humbly stooping down and bending down and touching the feet of the ones who are supposed to be below you. And that's what that is. And now Jesus says, like, I've been sent to do that. I'm also sending you like I'm sent. I'm going to send you out. And this comes up again at the very end when Jesus is raised. He says, as the father sent me, so I send you. And so he's, he's also kind of doing that here. So it's not a direct commissioning here of being sent out, but he's basically saying, you know, whoever receives one whom I send receives me and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. But if we're also talking about how one of the things that we get hung up on is we're supposed to be doing this work, actually we need to remember this receiving, right? So when we receive one who is sent by Jesus, like what does that look like to actually receive that? To not, um, you know, butt up against it, but to say, yeah, I'm going to allow somebody to uh, care for me. I'm going to, like some of us are like, really, we don't want people to do that for us. We don't actually, we, we, we do want, but we're sort of like, um, I'm okay. I'm independent. I can take care of myself. Not true, but, but we kind of behave that way and we're not very good at receiving from others. And here Jesus is saying, whoever receives one whom I send receives me. Like that is like receiving uh, Jesus. And whoever receives me, we know receives the one who sent me, receives the Father. So amazing stuff going on. Not a very long reflection this morning, but uh, it's a shorter story. But amazing things going on in this text. And um, anyone who did join today, just thanks for joining today for this reflection on John 13, the first 20 verses. All right, everyone, take care.